Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara and welcome to The Bay. Local news to keep you rooted. 48,000 workers strong. We can fight all day long. Universities across America rely on grad students, researchers, or postdocs to do critical work, like grade papers or literally teach the classes. And they usually do it for little pay. But across the University of California's 10 campuses, 48,000 academic workers say they've had enough. We're doing the critical instruction, the one-on-one instruction the professors don't do. We're in the research labs, looking down the microscopes, and we're, we're the ones that make this billions and billion dollar enterprise function. On Monday, academic workers in the UC system went on strike from their jobs as graders, researchers, and teachers to demand better wages and benefits. And it's all happening during one of the most critical points in the school year. Today, the UC academic workers who've gone on strike. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out the Bay Curious book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on the Bay Curious podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get the Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. So with the strike going on right now, the union members are asking people to not go to class in solidarity. This is Bria Suggs, a print and audio journalist and a graduate student at UC Berkeley's Graduate School of Journalism. Most of the classes at the J School have been canceled all week. So I came to class last Wednesday, um, just expecting a normal class, honestly. 
my professor came to us with an interesting proposition. She gave us the option to either hold like a Zoom office hours or we could turn the classroom into a newsroom and we could actually go out and report on the strikes. We all voted as a class majority that this is something that we really wanted to do. And on Monday, we just uh, reported on the strikes. We can see your greedy side. We all decided that we were going to spread ourselves out across the 10 different picket lines. So I personally chose um, Bancroft and Telegraph on the kind of our main side of campus. And so when I got off the bus, it was maybe around like 8.40. I really was not expecting people to be outside, but there were so many people. You see, it works because we do. I would say at least in my opinion, like 200. They were energized. Shut it down. Shut it down. They were chanting, they had signs. There was a woman on stilts, which I thought was incredibly impressive. She did not trip or fall. She had them on for like an hour. They were singing songs, they were playing on the piano. It was a really joyful experience. Everybody was kind, passing out flyers, just trying to educate people who may be passing through on you know, what's going on, why these people are here, and what it is they're fighting for. Who are the different kinds of people on the picket lines right now? There are four main groups of people who are currently striking right now. The postdoctoral scholars, academic researchers, academic student employees. And under that umbrella kind of includes like the TAs, readers, tutors, um, and then also our graduate student researchers. So those are kind of the four bargaining units. These student employees are represented by the United Auto Workers Union. This union is representing about 48,000 people across the UC system, all of the campuses in California. Each group has their own set of like demands, but there also is kind of like a little bit of common ground between them. What kind of work are these people doing within the UC system? They work in a lot of different positions within the university. For example, we have graduate student researchers who are um, conducting research, you know, they're writing grants. Readers, those are people who are essentially kind of like TAs, they're grading, um, they're not necessarily running the class. Sometimes, you know, they might be like running a lab or something like that. We have GSIs, those are graduate student instructors. They are actually kind of your instructor for the semester. They are teaching undergraduate courses. Most graduate instructors and researchers make between $1,200 and $2,200 a month. And while many of them are officially part-time, students say they wind up working a lot more than that. In some cases, more than 40 hours a week on top of their own schoolwork. When specifically talking about graduate student instructors, these are the people who are actually teaching the courses they're your professor. And that's a lot of work to put on a student because you have to remember they are also students. And so they have their own deadlines, they have their own assignments, and yet they're facilitating class for others who are looking to them for the answer. They're very important to the, the UC system. All students, I say, on campus really benefit from the work that they do. Okay, so these strikers that we're talking about today, they're academic workers. Some of them are part-time, some are full-time. 
and they are also across the state. How did we end up here? So I think it's important to kind of take it back to the beginning. The union and UC have been bargaining since the spring of 2021. So quite some time has passed. Now, during this time, the union has filed, I believe, 27 charges of unfair labor practices against the UC system. Some of these charges include they believe that the UC system is unilaterally implementing changes um, and trying to bypass the bargaining process. And so there's a little bit of tension on that side. However, when looking at it from the university's perspective through statements that they've released, they have conducted over 50 bargaining sessions with unions. Um, They believe that they're working in good faith. They also believe that their proposals are fair and that if accepted, you know, these employees, and this is in the university's words, would be among the top of the pay scale among top public research universities. However, union members did decide to vote for a strike on November 14th this past Monday. As of Thursday, the unions have filed 30 charges of unfair labor practices against the UC, basically accusing them of violating labor law. The UC says they, quote, strongly disagree with the accusations. So it sounds like negotiations have been going pretty badly for a while now. And that tension sort of reached uh, a boiling point on Monday, uh, the 14th of November. What do these student workers want? They are looking for higher compensation. So they are seeking a $54,000 a year minimum salary for all grad workers and $70,000 minimum salary for all postdocs. Um, They're also asking for a 14% salary increase for academic researchers. Also, annual cost of living adjustments. They're also seeking to reduce emissions, and they want free public transit for all workers who want it, and more support for working parents. So Monday morning, I had the privilege of talking to Max Smiley. Uh, I am a PhD student in the physics department. He's working in the physics department as a graduate student researcher. Uh, We are the ones that make this university function. We're doing the critical instruction, the one-on-one instruction that professors don't do. We're in the research labs, looking down the microscopes and things like that. Uh, You know, so uh, we're we're the ones that, you know, make this billions and billion dollar enterprise function. And so this is something that he's really passionate about. And although he was very excited to be on the picket lines and very supportive, He let me know that kind of the other side of that coin is that a lot of them, although they are happy to be, you know, striking and they're having fun, they don't necessarily want to be out on strike. They want to be teaching. They want to be in their labs. They want to be with their students. But they feel as though the university has put them in a really hard place and a strike is all that they have left to do. I live about like an hour from campus. I have to commute every day that I come in. Uh, You know, I pay a lot in rent. Uh, So, you know, increased wages would be a real, you know, boon for me because I could move closer to campus. Uh, And, you know, we're also fighting for uh, sustainable transit subsidies and things like that. So that would help me, uh, you know, ease my commute a little bit and spend less money on that stuff. My final interview that I had the opportunity of doing Monday morning was with Laurel Lucia, 
She ha um, has been at Berkeley since 2009. I'm an academic researcher. I study health policy. To her, higher wages meant the ability that childcare could be more accessible and more affordable. Well, I have a six-year-old son, and our union is fighting for childcare subsidies. Uh, my childcare costs are younger, are lower now that he's in first grade, and we still pay $700 a month for after-school care. Uh, but when he was younger, we were paying $2,200 a month in childcare, and that's just unaffordable for most uh, working parents who are grad students or postdocs or academic researchers. In a letter on Tuesday, Michael Brown, the UC's provost and executive VP for academic affairs, laid out the UC's offer. They include some increases to salaries, paid leave, and child care. The provost pushed back on other ideas from the union, like tying pay directly to local housing costs, saying it would have, quote, overwhelming financial impacts. Brown says the UC has proposed bringing in a neutral third-party mediator. So for now, it looks like the UC and the strikers have a long way to go. I don't think we're close. The strike will probably go on at least through our Thanksgiving break next week. This is... An interesting time to have the strike, in my opinion, because this is the time when we really need our graduate student workers, mm -hmm. right? But I think that the holiday season and breaks coming up will just stretch out the length of this strike. Next week, we have class on Monday, and then it's the rest of um, Thanksgiving break. We'll come back for a few weeks, and then it's um, winter break. And so in the start of the spring semester, you're going to have a new wave of student employees coming in. And so that is going to be interesting if the strike is not yet over by then, because will these new employees cross the picket line? Will they start their new positions? Will they be holding classes and labs and office hours? Or will they continue with the strike in solidarity with the union members who started it? There is a lot that can potentially happen here, but it's kind of just a waiting game. Why do you think all of this is happening now? For a number of reasons, right? So we talked about earlier how this bargaining process has been going on since the spring semester of 2021, and we are about to begin in just a few months, the spring semester of 2023. And so that is a long time to wait, especially if you are asking for higher wages, right? That's a long time to wait for more money to be able to pay your rent because rent's due every month on the first, whether, <laughs> whether the, this bargaining ends or not. Inflation is a real concern right now. There is a lack of affordable housing for people, which is, you know, leading for some people to perhaps live in unideal situations or conditions. Things are getting more expensive and people's wages are not necessarily matching. And that may mean that people have to work additional jobs um, or they may have to do, you know, whatever it is necessary in order to take care of themselves. And these people feel, you know, for the work that they're doing for this university, they shouldn't have to go through that. 
Well, Bria, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your reporting with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you uh, for the opportunity. I, I really appreciate it. That was Bria Suggs, a student at UC Berkeley's Graduate School of Journalism. This 38-minute conversation with Bria was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montesilio. Producer Maria Esquinka scored this one and added all the tape. Also, a reminder that if you're interested in working with us, we are hiring an intern here at the Bay Team. This is a part-time position that pays $16.99 an hour. If you love local news, you love the Bay Area and audio storytelling, keep the link in our episode notes to apply. The Bay is a production of KQED in San Francisco. Jen Chien is our director of podcasts. Cesar Saldana is our podcast engagement producer. And Holly Kernan is our chief content officer. By the way, we're taking a break from making stuff next week, but I'll catch you right back here after the holiday on Monday the 28th. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Take care of one another. Peace. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid. And I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.